Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. You are in the gymnasium on this 4th of February. Lots to talk about. Of course, the big news in the Tampa area this week is Tom Brady retiring. We're going to be talking about that, of course, the Bucks, the Bolts, the Rays made some news this week, and some college basketball. The number here is 877-448-7901, jimmybsports.com. We'll allow you to leave an email, and if it's any good, we'll get it right on the show. We'll be right back to start the show on Power 90.1. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-750-9886. 800-750-9886. 800-750-9886. That's 800-750-9886. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Sports fans, welcome back. The big news in Tampa this week was that Tom Brady has retired. He's hanging up the cleats and the helmet and going into the most likely the, the booth to be able to broadcast some games and probably work on his pickleball career after purchasing one of those new teams as well. So uh, Tom Brady, 20 years with the Patriots, three years down here. He definitely helped the Bucks, made them relevant again, uh, probably in over for over a decade, and delivered a Super Bowl to the franchise. And he also, you know, helped them win back-to-back NFC South titles, both this past year and 2021, making it the first time in franchise history that the Bucks had won back-to-back division championships. So that's all done. Um, Tom, congratulations on. A very successful career, to say the least. Seven Super Bowl rings, I believe. Ten appearances. Um, can't really top what he's done. So I think it was time, honestly. I believe that uh, after the loss to the Cowboys in the playoffs, I think he realized that he didn't want to go through what he went through this past year unless the situation was... Um, a given that you can get back to the Super Bowl. But of course, that isn't any given in the NFL that you're going to do that. So the Bucks lost 31-14 in the wild card and Tom Brady's run came to an end. So where do the Bucks go from now, go from here? If you look at what the Bucks are up to, you not only have him, but you also have some other people, as you know, Leftwich is already gone. So... With Brady leaving right now, the Bucks is set to be $55 million over the newly adjusted salary cap, which is $225 million. So Brady's going to account for roughly $35 million of that in dead cap money. What that means is that the Bucks are going to probably have to maneuver some money to free up some space. I think the most likely scenario is that the Bucks are going to designate him as a post-June 1st retirement, which he is, meaning that they will take on a 
10 million salary cap hit for the 2023 season and then absorb the remainder of the cap hit in 2024. So, you know, that, that's one issue is the cap, but you also have players besides Brady that may or may not be here. You talk about him being gone, but you also have defensive captain Levante David, um, cornerbacks Jamel Dean, Sean Monty Murphy Bunting, and Mike Edwards. They're all going to be uh, free agents as well. So Tampa has 24 players set to become unrestricted free agents this offseason. 24 of them. So the Bucks are definitely going to be in a rebuilding versus a reloading, if you will, season. Starting you know, right now, as you know, Leftwich is gone. So with the search for an offensive coordinator underway, I believe that the Bucks have interviewed to this date seven, possibly eight candidates right now and still haven't found what they're looking for from an offensive coordinator candidate. Or, or maybe they have, they're just not letting people know. But are, is an offensive coordinator going to want to come down here to the Bucks when you have Kyle Trask and Blaine Gabbert as the quarterbacks right now? And really, we don't even have Blaine Gabbert because he is set to become an unrestricted free agent as well. So basically, we have one quarterback under contract for 2023, and that's Kyle Trask. And he, now being a rookie, he saw some action. I believe it was the last game of the season, week 18, when we played the Falcons, when really he couldn't have helped or hurt the team with any outcomes in that game. We already had the division locked up and you know, we couldn't improve or worsen the playoff position. So uh, I think he has a, a good upside. I don't think he's ready to go out there and be the signal caller right now for the Bucks. Uh, you do have Gabbard possible to re-sign him. I think he's been a great backup to Brady the last several years down here. Uh, I think he's definitely a team player. He comes to play every time, whether it's a practice or when he does get into a game, he prepares as good as anyone from what I understand. Bowles is fond of him. So, you know, he's a competitor and they like what they see out of him. Whether or not they keep him is, is yet to be seen. Now, when you look at um, the quarterback situation, you have a couple names that come up. You now, you do have Aaron Rodgers with Green Bay. Oh, he signed a three-year contract, $150 million, I think, back in 2022. And it had two option years that would keep him under the contract to the 2026 season. Um, from what I'm hearing, the Packers are open to trading him, but only to a team in the AFC, which obviously wouldn't work since the Bucks are in the NFC. Another name that comes to mind, which is, this is who I think would be a great addition to the Bucks would be Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. He's a pending free agent. If you followed him, uh, they did not agree to a contract in the offseason. He will not talk about contracts during the season, and he did get hurt, and he really wasn't playing for a lot of the season. Now, was that because of his injury or because he did not want to re-aggravate an injury and lower his potential value? 
to another team. That's possible. Probably a little bit of both, if I had to suggest. So as a pending free agent, I think he becomes extremely attractive for the Bucks, And I think that they should really look in to uh, pursuing that. Now, what's going to happen, unfortunately, with Jackson is that the Ravens are going to probably use that franchise tag on Jackson, which is going to cost them about $45 million, but it will allow the Ravens to set the terms for teams interested in acquiring him. So, again, it comes down to money and, you know, if it makes sense then it might be something worth doing. But you do have uh, Derek Carr, whose name has come up in the mix as well. He's not going to return to the Raiders. Um, I, I think that's pretty much written in stone right now. Uh, you know, he's got a $33 million base, uh, $7.5 million for 2024. He's going to become fully guaranteed. They're going to definitely release him. So he's got a 63-79 career record with one postseason appearance. People talk highly of him. He's in the skills competition this week for the aforementioned Pro Bowl. Uh, heard he did pretty well over there. So the Raiders will probably give him permission to seek a trade and talk with other people. Um, 31 years old, I'm not quite sure what type of value he's going to bring, but his name has come up for the Bucks situation at quarterback as well. So, you no, know, you have Jackson, you have uh, Rodgers, you have Carr, <coughs> excuse me, you also have Jimmy Garoppolo, People forgot about him. You know, Brock Purdy made people forget about Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, two people ahead of him on the depth chart uh, quarterback rankings there for the 49ers this year. So uh, Purdy got injured, as you know, uh, and... I think that the 49ers are going to part ways with Garoppolo. So is he a good fit down here in the Bay Area? He's someone that obviously doesn't make mistakes. Uh, Is he going to take you to the promised land? Is he going to get you that chip? I don't know. I I don't think he'll lose it for you, but I'm not quite sure he's going to put you on his back and carry you to the championship game. Uh, as well. So that's a possibility. And then, of course, Sam Darnold, his name has been thrown around. Um, He went to Carolina. Uh, He started there for the final six games. He he is someone that Bowles knows well because he drafted him when he was the coach of the Jets in 2018. Uh, Is is Darnold the answer? I I personally don't think so. so you have to make some decisions. People say, well, how about the draft? If, if none of those available quarterbacks make sense, does it make sense to draft a quarterback in the draft? I think the top three right now is going to be Alabama's Bryce Young, Ohio State's C.J. Stroud, and probably Kentucky's Will Levies. But the problem with that is I don't think that by the time the Bucks get the draft pick, at number 10 that those guys will be around because there's several teams that need quarterbacks. So it's really a tough situation right now for the Bucks. And you know, some people say, well, how about Florida's Anthony Richardson? I don't think he's going to be available. But if he is available, he's definitely a work in progress. And I don't think the Bucks want to rebuild with him right now. So if you look at the NFL as a whole, 
who are the who are the great quarterbacks playing? I think what happens the NFL today, you tend to take good quarterbacks and try to elevate them and say they're great quarterbacks and, and take the great quarterbacks and make them into you know all everything. Right now, if, you know, looking throughout the league, here's what I see. I, I see two quarterbacks that this past year played in the twilight of their careers, Brady being one of them, he's gone, and that left Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers seems to have a lot of drama, controversy, wherever he tends to uh, end up. Uh, Does he have a couple years left? I think he does. I think in the right situation, um, he's able to definitely help a team. I don't know if he has the desire. I don't see a burning desire with with um, Aaron Rodgers that I saw with Brady to, to win. And even at the end, Brady kind of lost that fire and he looked at me as though he was playing to not get hurt. Fortunately, he did not get hurt and, um, you know, hopefully he has a good good retirement. So um, aside from those two quarterbacks I just mentioned, Brady and Rodgers, who's the next tier? I think you probably have, I, I don't know, I would say... Mahomes, you have Herbert, you have Burrow from Cincinnati, maybe Jalen Hurts. It's Hurts' first year, so I would probably put Burrow's a little bit ahead of him and Mahomes ahead of both of them. But other than that, it's pretty much a um, wide open for the rest of the league. would love to hear your thoughts. 877-448-7901. Sports at power at 901.com is an email. If you want to check in that way, let me know what you think. Which way, what direction should the Bucks turn as far as a quarterback? Do you re-sign Gabbard and see what you have with him and Trask? Do you go after a... Um, Lamar Jackson, do you try to get Jimmy Garoppolo down here? How do you feel um, about any of those choices? Let me know. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at thepropertyshopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. It definitely feels like some football weather out there this morning. A little earlier. It's pretty cool. It's going to warm up, though. There is no football today. This weekend, there will be next weekend, the Super Bowl. If you watched the games last week, Championship Sunday, um, it got off to a a weird start and ended kind of weird as well. I mean, the first game, 49ers and Eagles. If you watched that game, you saw San Francisco quarterback, Brock Purdy was injured on a strip sack, and he wasn't able to throw the ball more than a couple yards. The uh, 49ers actually 
um, brought him back in the second half after um, Josh Johnson got hurt as well. So it turned into a blowout uh, without Purdy able to throw the ball or anyone else trying to throw the ball for San Fran. Philly was able to just um, run the ball as they do so well, and they were able to go out there and, and make it just a one-sided game. Um, and I think that it just goes to show you that Philly is probably the most well-rounded of any of the teams this year. They had the best record during the season, I believe, and um, they can do it on both sides of the ball. Jalen Hurts, shoulder injury. Uh, he had a good game, although watching him, I, I didn't see quite the accuracy. Uh, I saw some hesitation that you typically don't see with him during the regular season when he was healthy. Nonetheless, you don't have to have a real healthy shoulder to hand the ball off to Miles Sanders and company. And the Eagles, like I've said all year and last year and the year before, to win the Super Bowl and get through the playoffs, you need to know how to run the ball and to be able to stop the other team from running the ball. And the Eagles do both those things very well. And for that reason, I think that um, they're obviously showing why they're the best team in the NFC anyway, and they'll be facing the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs, if you saw that game, it was a little bit different than the NFC game where this one came down to the wire. Um, the first one was a blowout, but the second one was a nail biter. And I thought it was going to overtime. And all of a sudden, the Bengals defender there, I think it was... Um, Osai hit Mahomes running late out of bounds, and that gave the Chiefs a game-winning field goal attempt, which, of course, McPherson made, and that was all she wrote. They won by three. And if you look at that, so you had the Chiefs playing the Eagles right now in um, the Super Bowl next weekend, out in the desert in Arizona. What are your thoughts on that game? Do you think that uh, Philly's going to be able to uh, run the ball on the Chiefs. I believe he had the number one um, scoring offense, the Chiefs, against the number one defense there. And I think that you're going to have uh, a, a good chess match going on between Nick Sirianni, the, the coach of the, the Eagles, and Andy Reid, who coaches the Chiefs now, but did coach the Eagles for uh, a number of years and had you know, success there. Which of those two quarterbacks would you uh, like to go with, Hurts or Mahomes? I think if you had to pick one right now, I think uh, you would normally say Mahomes, but I don't think anyone understands or knows for sure the extent of his high ankle injury. Uh, so between Hurts' shoulder and Mahomes' ankle um, you know, it, it could get quite interesting and see what they do on the offensive side of the ball. So if you if you say the offenses will be pretty much um, uh, equal, if you want to say it that way, it's going to offset each other, then you'd have to go to defer to the defense. Which of those two teams have the better defense? I would say that the Eagles have the better defense at this point. And, you know, when you get into a game, once the... Once the nerves wear off a little bit, now you have the Kelsey ball, as they're referring it to, because you have Jason Kelsey, the center for the Eagles, going up against his younger brother, Travis Kelsey, um, the tight end for Kansas City, both all pros, by the way. Uh, and I think that you're going to have 
a matter of who's playing the better defense in that game. And I think that at this point, uh, things point towards Philly having the better defense. I'll give you my prediction for the game next week on the show, but I would love to hear what you need to say about this game. Did the top two teams get to the Super Bowl, in your opinion? I thought I said last week that the top four teams were in the uh, championship Sunday. Uh, Cincinnati, of course, with Kansas City and Philly and San Francisco. I stand by that. And people say, well, what happens if Purdy was healthy? Would they have beaten um, the Eagles down there in Philly? I don't think it really mattered who the quarterback was for Philly or for San Fran last week. I think Philly was going to win that game on their home turf. And I think that Mahomes and the Chiefs have really played the best of any of those AFC teams all year long. So I do think that the two best teams in the NFL uh, get to the pinnacle of success and get to the Super Bowl. And I hope that the Super Bowl is as good as uh, it could be. Looking at the line, the spread, it looks like I think it started off the Chiefs by a, a point and a half favorite. Now the Eagles are a point and a half favorite. So look for it to... Uh, vacillate back and forth during this upcoming week. All the all the festivities of Super Bowl week now is going to be going on there in, in Arizona, so it should be an interesting week. Who do you like? Who is your pick for the Super Bowl and why? Go to sportsofpower901.com Shoot me an email. Let me know what you think is going to be the final score, who's going to win, and if you're brave enough, who's going to be the MVP? We'll be right back to keep the show going. You're listening to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Here's a real life story that affects 50% of all of us out there. It's called divorce. If you've gotten divorced and now you're struggling to pay your bills and your credit card debts are completely out of control, you need to call this special debt relief hotline right now. We help people with all kinds of money problems caused by different life challenges, a divorce, a job loss, even heavy medical bills. Paid for by Debt.com. Call now at 800-810-4086. 800-810-4086. That's 800-810-4086. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. A little NBA news. A uh, couple of things. I think they're in the top of the sports world in the NBA this week. One is you have LeBron James. He's on the verge of passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to become the NBA's all-time leading scorer. Uh, Jabbar has been on top of that career points list since April of 1984 when he broke the mark previously held by uh, Wilt. Uh, now LeBron James has that record with in reach when's he gonna hit it so the story is right now going into the weekend James needs 63 more points to break the record of 38,387 points so uh, the way I look at it if if LeBron averages 31 points a game over the next two games he'll break the mark February 7th uh, against the OKC Thunder uh, that would be at home in L.A. If he averages 20 points a game over the next three games, he'll break the mark February 9th. That's a home game as well against the Bucks. So 
Uh, that assumes he plays the games. I think that if you look at LeBron James, whether you uh, are a fan of his or not, he is in his 20th season in the NBA. He can still go out there and put up uh, 30, 40 points on a given night. He's really kept himself physically in fantastic shape. And I think that um, you got to give him credit for what he's done on the court. And uh, he will pass the all-time scoring record. Uh, no doubt about that. It'll be the next couple of days, like we said. And I think that when you look at all the players in the NBA, um, his longevity really speaks a lot um, for him. Like I said, being able to take care of himself from a from a physical standpoint. Yes, they do player maintenance um, in in the NBA more than they probably should. He's already, I think, missed eleven games this year. But when it's all said and done, he will go down as the all time points leader. Uh, that was one of the big news in the NBA this week. The other, I think, is. Nets guard Kyrie Irving asking to be traded. So, uh, again, this is an ongoing saga with Irving. Uh, he's always doing something to be a distraction. I think that's a great word uh, to describe Irving. His ability on the court, I don't think he has a rival when he's playing the way he can play at his position I don't think he's um, you, you can't touch him any team in the NBA would love to have Kyrie Irving in their backcourt the problem is is that most teams in the NBA don't want the drama and don't want the distraction to come along with this guy. I mean, he's averaging 27 points a game, I think six assists or something. I mean, he's playing very well, but he's missed, he's collected most of his money, but he's missed, I think, over half of his games the last several years for one reason or another. COVID had something to do with it, obviously, his reluctance to get the shot, and some other things that uh, Kyrie does and says. He's his own person. You can't take that away from him. He says he says what he uh, means, and he, he means what he says. So saying that, where's he going to go? Is he going to go to the Lakers, possibly? Dallas is, is a place where he could um, maybe end up? I don't know. But those are the two stories, I think, uh, this week that have really stood out to me uh, in the NBA. And of course, that all-star game will be coming up as well, but it's not going to be for a uh, couple of weeks. You do have two all-star games, don't forget, this weekend as well. Talking about some baseball, let's talk some Rays. Even though the season has not started, the Rays made some news this week. What kind of news did they make? Well, It has to do with the team and the stadium issue in St. Pete, uh, in Tampa. Where should the team be? This is something that we've talked about many times on the show. We've talked about it uh, for several years. Uh, As you know, the stadium that they're playing in right now, Tropicana, uh, their lease expires in 2027. There have been multiple plans that have been put on the board as far as 
um, redeveloping the area where they're in down there in St. Pete, whether the stadium should be in Hillsborough County, more specifically downtown Tampa, um, possibly at the fairgrounds. But when it all comes to be said and done right now, this past week, they had an announcement. Mayor Ken Welsh of St. Pete, he said he chose the partnership between the Rays and the Houston-based um, Houston-based development company that uh, is going to, you know, not only be a redevelopment project, but it's also going to f- uh, include affordable housing, office space, and retail um, in the neighborhood is what they're talking about. So. You know, Heinz Development Company is the company that they're going to build. It's 86-acre downtown site where Tropicana Field sits now. And it should keep them in the St. Petersburg area for a long time, according to Welsh. Now... You know, the, the Rays have played at the, at the domed Tropicana Field since they uh, started. That was back in 1998. They've considered moving different places like we talked about. They also had a proposal to split the home games between St. Pete and Montreal. That was really a, you know, pretty stupid idea in my, in my opinion. And Major League Baseball shot that down. Uh, so... From the outside looking in, am I happy that the Rays are making plans to stay in the area? Uh, I am. Am I happy that they're going to be in St. Pete? Not at all. I think it makes the most sense for the Rays to be here in Hillsborough County. I think you need to put a dome stadium like they're calling for down there in St. Pete. Uh, 30,000, 33,000 capacity stadium is fine. There is room down here in Tampa to go ahead and do that. Now, there's a sense of urgency from Major League Baseball. Rob Manfred had said last year that there is a, uh, there is a sense of urgency and they want that um, the Rays to resolve their stadium issue and he wants that the baseball team to stay in, in the area here. So, is, is the area a good baseball area? Yes, I think it is. Will St. Pete be able to get people to come to the game. Why would they go? Why would they go just because they're going to build a new stadium there? It'll be good for the first couple months, well, maybe a month at, at that, and then all of a sudden it's going to go back to the way it's been. And we all know about the attendance, what's going on at the top over the last several years. We don't have to, you know, rehash all of that. I think that it's it's sad that the um, support from a going to the game scenario isn't what it should be. TVs or something else. It's one of the you know top area, top in the country. I think eleventh in the country. So they want us. Baseball wants to keep the Rays down here in a bad way, but they don't. They want to see people in stadiums. They don't want to be showing highlights and not showing any any fans in the stadium. I mean, yes, there's going to be 5,700 housing units, um, affordable affordable housing, office space, retail space, 700 hotel rooms, 2,500 seat entertainment venue, all that stuff. That all sounds good, but you want to put people in the seats to watch the baseball game. Um 
St. Pete compared to Tampa. I mean, St. Pete is a vibrant town, and and in some ways, it's it's better than Tampa for just a, a maybe an experience. But is it for is it best for baseball to have a team in St. Pete versus Tampa? I don't think so. I think it's better to have the Rays play in Tampa. Now, this deal in St. Pete, is it a done deal? No, not at all. They still have to figure out the, the, the financing. They have to figure out the... Um, the, the revenue part of it, what it's going to cost the um, Pinellas County, what's going to be footed by um, ownership for the race. So there's a lot of things to go into it to figure out exactly all the details and always the devil's in the details. So uh, by, no, by no stretch of the imagination is it a done deal, but it does look for right now that the Rays are going to be staying in the area, um, which is a plus but in St. Pete, which I think is a distraction. So we'd love to hear your thoughts. 877-448-7901. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. Macaulay Fine Jewelry in the heart of Brandon has some exciting news. We will soon be in a new location in order to serve our valued customers even better. But don't worry, our new location is easy to find. Just in the building behind our current location in what was formerly Carson's Optical at 201 South Kings Avenue. Same great staff, same great service and selection. And remember, now's the time to stop by our showroom and shop Macaulay Fine Jewelry for Valentine's Day for that special person in your life. That's Macaulay Fine Jewelry in the heart of Brandon. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. If you have to get your hockey fix in today, then you have to watch the All-Star Game. I think it's 3 o'clock this afternoon. They're going to be down there in Sunrise, Florida. Uh, You know, they got all the skills competitions going, who's the fastest skater, what's the hardest shot, they have the outdoor events, all that stuff really doesn't uh, resonate that much with me, I don't cover it that much, I can't wait to the Lightning get back, they'll be playing the Panthers on the 6th, it should be a great second half of the season here, I think that we're situated perfectly right now, uh, especially after winning, I think, uh, the 12th straight home game when we beat the Kings earlier um, this week. So hopefully if you have a chance this weekend, get out there and um, take advantage of the nice weather. Uh, you're going to be seeing some uh, all-star this, the, today this weekend with the hockey today with the Pro Bowl over in Vegas tomorrow uh, following some college basketball, a couple good games. You have, I believe, Carolina and Duke going at it. We're going to be breaking down uh, the college basketball scene getting ready for March Madness starting next week and I think if you look at March Madness right now there's only one or two teams that you can say are really playing well I mean I'll say one other than Purdue right now if I had to pick the final four I couldn't really give you a team that I thought would be there with the exception of uh, Purdue unless they got upset so we're going to be talking about all the conferences congratulations to the USF women on breaking the top 25 for the first time this year if you get a chance get out there and see the, the women play up there at the Yingling Center 
weather men if you can the softball and baseball season just around the corner as well for the USF athletics I think that's probably one of the best tickets in town um, if you want to go up there and, and watch some of the college sporting events up there unfortunately guys that's all the time we have you can watch some golf at Pebble Beach Pro-Am this weekend but as always stay vigilant stay safe above all stay positive we'll talk to you next week on the GBB Sports Show in the gymnasium we'll be right back.